Radio, Dave Pelosi the Phantom. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel... Hey, you listen on the SMS network, and that's the bottom line. The cold, cold sexo. The world is listening. This is Rob Van Dam. What's going on? This is Kadarian. And this is the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. This is Cowboy James Storm. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. This is TNA World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Roode. Welcome to TNA Chat Live with your host, the May. And that day may never come. I'll call upon you to do a service. The Bronx Father, Tony Mirabella. All right, guys, good Thursday evening to you. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. I am the Bronx Father. Uh, two nights in a row, baby. I'm working hard, working hard. Um, tonight's episode of Impact was mm, kind of a roller coaster. Few ups, a few downs, a few things I liked, a couple things I didn't like. Wasn't a perfect show by any means, but the ending. You know, sometimes when a show is a little bit lackluster, guys, you they come up with an ending that sends you home happy or sends you home interested. And that's what they did tonight. Uh, we saw what looks like, well, I mean, I don't know if we could say that Tara's going to turn face now. I mean, I don't know. Gail Kim just snapped and attacked the shit out of Tara at the end of their tag team match and you know by proxy does that make her a face i'm not sure uh more inner turmoil in aces and eights tonight as delo is basically relegated back to the bottom of the pack his colors are taken from him uh he did in fact give up last week in a submission match and what happened was <clears throat> D'Lo wants to face off against Magnus tonight to get his colors back after they're stripped from him. But Bully says Doc will fight Magnus. And D'Lo, I want you to sit with the timekeeper and make sure no matter what, Doc goes over. Well, D'Lo completely fucked that up because he ends up inadvertently costing Doc the match. So fucking D'Lo 
is in the back with the rest of the aces and eights boys. They're about ready to beat his ass, and, and Bully Ray's about to bust him over the head with a freaking hammer until Mr. Anderson is like, wait a minute, I got a better idea. And D'Lo's basically demoted to a guy who is going to a prospect, that's what they call it, who's going to clean and polish up the bikes and make sure the beer's cold. So, see, why's it got to be the black guy? That's what I don't get. Why's it got to be the brother, man? I mean, you want the brother to clean bikes and bring beer? That's just racist. But then again, then again, we have to take into consideration they do still have Devon. So I guess it works from that that aspect. But, you know, poor D'Lo. <laughs> don't know, man. Don't really care either. Uh, we had an interesting segment where Kenny King comes out. He calls out Chris Sabin really puts him over says Chris I want you to tell us your story you know I want you to to tell us what you've been doing and Saban says well shit you know last two years I've been trying to get back on my feet and recuperate and Kenny King the nice guy that he is hands Saban the X Division title says here man let's see you hold it one more time Saban holds the belt crowd wasn't that awesome tonight but then Kenny King flips it around and says, well, that's the only way you're going to be holding the belt because next week there's no way you're winning and I'm going to retain this title. Of course, next week we're going to have Kenny King, Petey Williams, and Chris Saban in a match for the X Division title. So Saban jumps on King and starts beating the hell out of him. And something Kenny King said Next week, it's going to rain golden showers. And that made me literally do a double take. Because I don't know if any of you guys know what golden showers are. Look it up. I'm not going to give it out on the air. If you don't know what it is, I just don't know. But it's not PG. But before I go on with a little more of what happened on Impact tonight, I want to get your guys' comments. I want to know what you thought of the show. If you liked it, if you didn't, if you're like me and kind of in the middle, uh, I'm going to open the phone lines, so give us a call. Call now to talk TNA Live. The number to call, 501-588-7957. That's 501-588-7957. TNA Chat Live. Or, of course, you can add Sunday Night Showdown to your Skype. You can drop me an email at TNA Chat Live at snsradionetwork.com if you'd like. And wow, I do actually have a call coming in right away. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hello, caller. Hello. All righty then. I see tonight's getting off to a good start with Skype. Wow. I actually don't know who that was. <laughs> this is awesome. If you listened to Wrestling News Live last night, it was myself and the L-Train. And we, you know, the, the L-Train just sounds good to me. You know the way they say the Ryback? I think I'm going to start saying the L-Train. That's kind of neat. But in any event, moving back to Impact, we had uh, an interesting scenario where Sting 
and Kurt Angle need a third guy to go up against aces and eights. And they just can't find anyone. They AJ Styles comes in the ring. And this was one of the things I didn't like. The same shit. Now, Sting is nice and calm. He tries to be peacemaker. He tells AJ Styles, hey, man, you know, we need an answer. What are you, you know, what are you going to do? Do you want to join us? We need you tonight. Kurt isn't being as nice a guy. Kurt is all up in AJ Styles' face saying, look, this is bullshit, man. I want an answer. And AJ still won't talk. But now Sting is talking to AJ and tells him, look, you know, this is the house that you built. You built this company. And, you know, you have a right to satisfy these fans and join this match with us. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? All righty. I've got someone calling who I don't think knows I'm on a show. I don't know what's up. But in any event, you know, uh, Sting is putting AJ over big, big time. And then Kurt just kind of gets in front of Sting and says, no, 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 just screw that. It almost looked like AJ was going to relent. But Kurt's like, nah, nah, man, you know, screw this. You know, I want an answer now. And he gets in AJ's face and the two of them end up starting throwing blows. And man, you know, that's that. AJ walks off. And meanwhile, Sting has to eat a 3D in the uh, 3D. Sting, ha yeah, 3D. Has to eat that in the ring because Kurt is too busy rumbling with AJ. So there you have it. I mean, all in all, that segment was okay, but it, it's getting boring. We keep saying it every week with AJ. It, it's the same old shit. So, I mean, I, I don't know. Suicide's coming back soon. They don't tell us when. And he's going to be talking. Now we have James Storm as the special guest referee for the number one contendership for the tag titles. And we have Bad Influence versus, excuse me, we have Bad Influence versus Rude and Aries. My allergies are killing me, guys. I apologize. And before this match happens, both teams try to suck up to James Storm. Bad Influence brings him beer, which, of course, James Storm drinks. And, you know, Rude and Aries try to get on his good side later on. The match happens. Obviously, we know what happens when you have a special, you know, guest referee like, like this. Everyone eats a last call. And James Storm leaves the ring. And that's it. He's disgusted. He's gone. But, you know, later on, we have a shot in the back where we see James Storm was taken out by bad influence. Interesting. A lot of backstage shit happened tonight on TNA. There, there were matches, you know, but there was a, it was pretty backstage heavy. So, you know, I, man, 
it's moving so slow. This is what I say every week. You know, last week Trey was on here. We had our booking scenario for you guys. And the ending kind of threw that into chaos because Sting and Kurt Angle decide to go out and face aces and eights alone, two on three. And while the match is going on, of course, aces is having the upper hand. We get another shot of the backstage area and every member of aces and eights is laid the fuck out. Now, before this match happens, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. Hogan says he has a guy tonight. He's got someone who will, you know, maybe step up. At first, Hogan suggests that he should be the third guy on the team, to which I pulled out half of my hair and I'm like, oh, God, no, not fucking Hogan. Please, 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 not the red and yellow gimp. But we don't get that. We get what we first think is going to be a two-on-three. After we see aces and eights taken out in the back, who comes down to the ring but Abyss? No, not Joseph Park, a fucking Abyss. I got to admit, I got to admit, I marked out. I did. I thought it was cool. Abyss comes in, starts kicking ass, and our baby faces in Sting and Kurt Angle get the win. So, I mean, you know, I, I like that. It was a surprise. I, I wasn't thinking abyss, man. I mean, I just wasn't. For some reason, that thought didn't come up in my head. I was thinking maybe Matt Morgan. I was thinking maybe even AJ Styles. I said to myself, maybe the Hulkster got on the phone, called up AJ, talked to him calmly, and convinced him to come back. But I like the fact that Abyss is back. I, I'm wondering if this is going to be the end of the Joseph Park character or if he's going to play a dual role, kind of like Mick Foley did, although they admitted that Mick Foley was all three characters he portrayed. They've never admitted that Joseph Park is, in fact, Abyss. So, for me, I think... I did initially start liking the Joseph Park character, but I think it ran its course. And, you know, I'm glad to see Abyss back. I think that's cool. That's a bitter enemy to have if you're aces and eights, if you're a guy like Abyss. Because, you know, Abyss is a crazy, tough motherfucker. People in the chat room were talking earlier about James Mitchell. About maybe, you know, it'd be cool if James Mitchell came back. I agree. Uh, I enjoyed him in ECW. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, Trey and JSK back in the day had an awesome interview with him on Wrestling News Live. Um, he's a, he was really a great character, really dark, really evil, had that laugh. But he could be a face, too. He was kind of like Paul Bearer, almost. Rest in peace. I, rem I You know, I remember that. He, he reminded me much more animated. But he was almost like that Paul Bearer. If any of you guys haven't seen the promo work of James Mitchell and some of the shit that he did, I suggest you go on YouTube and look him up because he really was a manager who was unbelievable on the microphone. His look was just great. I'm a huge fan of James Mitchell. But 
I'm sorry if I went off on a tangent. It's probably not going to happen. But when I saw this and people in the chat started saying James Mitchell, yeah, it jumped in my head. Wow, he was, you know, that, that'd be really cool. So they hooked me on the ending. I'm interested to see how Abyss is going to fit in. Obviously, he's babyface for right now. And he single-handedly did something that the entire fucking TNA locker room couldn't do. He took out aces and eights. So he's a presence. He's a big, scary, crazy, sick, twisted motherfucker. And there, there are signs to me that, that are leading up to problems within this group. First, we got the shit going on with D'Lo. You know, he's basically a fucking, I don't know, car washer, bike washer now, whatever the hell. Now you've got Abyss coming back, taking out the whole freaking team. What I would really like to see to really start the ball rolling towards the destruction of this group because guys I'm really hoping like by the I, I want Bound for Glory to be it even that's too long Bound for Glory we're looking at fucking October you know I, I, that's a little bit too long for me but I think that this group is going to start slowly falling apart now one scenario that I had to really escalate this group coming apart would be to have Bully Ray tap out to somebody whether it's Kurt Angle whoever it is you have Bully Ray say I quit now the rest of Aces and Eights well at least if I was the rest of Aces and Eights heaven forbid I mean I'm fat and out of shape, but I've never stepped in a ring. You know, I can do that. Well, then again, I might fit into aces and eights. Let me think. I'm fat. I'm out of shape. I suck in the ring and nobody knows who I am. Yeah, why not? Bronxy could run with aces and eights. Hell yeah. But in all seriousness, guys, have Bully Ray tap the fuck out at some point. And the rest of the boys are like, yo. You gave D'Lo a bunch of shit for tapping out. No one on this team quits. That's not what Aces and Eights is about. And you quit. You're our president. And you could have Bully say, start some shit. Well, it's different. You know, it's different. I'm the president. It's, you know, all about me. And, you know, it's okay. And this and that. And have some guys say, no, motherfucker. It's not okay. It's your shit ain't okay that you tapped out. You know, you humiliated one of our members for doing that, and now you do it? We don't believe in you as president anymore. Maybe you have Devon be the one guy who's behind him. You know, don't talk shit to my brother like that. Second week in a row, throwing some fantasy booking out there. So now we've got Abyss in the mix. AJ, I don't know how to book for him. If you hired me for to work for TNA right now and said, we want you to write, you know, we want you to write AJ, well, what do you do? 
Trey gave some suggestions last week. And I suggest if you didn't listen to last week's edition of TNA Chat Live, you check it out. But we've got AJ, who's still a tweener, basically. We've got fucking Matt Morgan running around. He's still a tweener. You know, I almost thought tonight at the end of the program, it was going to be Jeff Hardy who came out. They're saving Jeff Hardy. And I think that's probably a good idea in the long run because the longer you keep him away, the more the TNA fans are going to go nuts when he comes back. Now, I'm not the biggest Jeff Hardy fan in the world, but I do have a newfound respect for the man for the things that he's done as far as cleaning himself up, doing the right thing. I like stories like that. He's been, you know, a stand-up guy for a while now. So we'll have to see where it leads. Guys, the phone lines are still open. 501-588-7957. I'm getting lonely. Give me a fucking call. Someone tried to call, and there was no audio. Skype is killing me. Skype is kicking my ass two nights in a row. Last night, myself and the L-Train. You know, L-Train starts sounding like fucking R2-D2. You gotta love this goddamn program. Or you can fucking hate it. I mean, it's like anything Microsoft, you know, anything Bill Gates' boys dip their dicks in turns to shit. Getting back to what I was saying about booking and about how aces and eights could start falling apart. So now Bully has given up. He's tapped out. Everyone's pissed. Like we said last week, Mr. Anderson is a guy who seems to keep putting his nose in shit. And actually, I do... I'm not sure how it's possible, but welcome to TNA Chat Live, the trade dog. What's up, buddy? Well, I'm using my phone, but I can barely hear you, like as if you're not even there. Wow. See, I hear you okay. There's a little, little bit of a hum on your end. Well, I'm I'm on my phone. I don't know. I just thought I'd try this program out. It's not very good. I can't use it very often, but. I can barely hear you at all, so you might want to turn you up. Well, I'd rather not do that, because if I do that, it's going to fuck everything up. The art of producing, my friend. you got to learn how to do shit on the fly. Were you listening on the stream? Yeah, the stream sounded okay. Yeah, there's really no way for me to do this without fucking everything else up. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'll try to, you know, I'll try to talk as loud as I can, man. What's on your mind? Oh, not a lot. I didn't even get to see Impact. I saw the very end of it, but I uh, just wanted to thank everybody for all the messages on Facebook. Um, just wanted to try this program out on my phone and see what it was like. So I'll uh, have to go check the archive of the show so I can see how it sounds. But um I saw that there was a Skype app for Android, so I tried to put it on my smartphone, and it, it works, yes, but I'm not going to hold the phone up to my ear for three hours and do a show either, so I do want to say that uh, 
I've received a lot of messages and uh, some folks are helping me out with a laptop I think it's going to work out I'll let you know once I get it if it works and everything is good to go um, it might require some updates some stuff on my end once I get it but the wheels are in motion so never fear my friends well, you know I'm always there, man, to help out. See, and it's weird, because on my end, it's the opposite. On my end, you're loud as shit. <laughs> yeah, I've got my phone turned up as loud as I can go. I'm going to let you go. I'll listen to the archive, but I just wanted to chime in and say, hey, and, uh, you know, try this program out and let everybody know that the dog is not officially retired. We will address more of this later on. Uh, right now, Wrestling News Live will be on hiatus. Uh, JJ and I both want to do different things. I'm ready to retire from wrestling radio. I'm just done talking wrestling. Um, we all get that way eventually. It happens to every good show down the road. They have to have a final episode. So, with that being said, take care, and uh, I'll catch you later, man. All right, man. And if you get that laptop and you need help, man, you know who to hit up. I have no problem helping you out. And he hung up. Awesome. Yeah, nice of Trey to chime in. That, that was cool. Uh, it's a shame I couldn't accommodate him. But, I mean, you know, th this is what happens when you're, when you're using, you know, third-party shit. It, it just doesn't work. And, and I agree with what Trey's saying. It's better for him to wait, you know, until he has an, a PC and, you know, is able to actually use the real Skype. That, that's what you need to do. And, you know, whatever's going on with WNL, there are going to be some changes coming up. And I think this is a good quick segue for me to mention a change that's going to be coming up. At the end of the month, if you watched Impact tonight, you heard that they are going back to their old time slot, 9 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern. Now, that poses a big problem for me. Because I have to work the next day. And I really am not looking forward to starting a show at 1130. Even if I end on time. <laughs> yeah, right. At 1230. And then do all the cleanup shit you have to do when you're done doing the show. It's not plausible. It just isn't going to work. What's going to happen is when Impact moves to that time slot. This show is going to be put on hiatus. Whether it's going to return or not is something that I am going to do some serious thinking about. If it does not return, then I'm going, I've been brainstorming and I've asked people on the Facebook page to chime in about what type of show wrestling related you'd like to hear. If there is a change, the show that I will do will still have a segment about Impact Wrestling. I'm not abandoning Impact by any means. Well, even when they suck at their worst, I think that there needs to be a voice on this network that will talk about Impact and give you guys a chance to talk about Impact. So when that happens, it's going to be something different. 
but I'm just simply not able to fill that time slot. It's kind of bumming me out. You know, I've, I've been enjoying doing this show. But, you know, work comes first, man. I mean, real work comes first. And unfortunately, I can't be a zombie the next day. So we got a few weeks left. I'm hoping in those few weeks that impact, you know, starts being better. Tonight was, like I said, a little better. But it's all about for me right now looking ahead. And what's happening is impact is moving so slowly. Things are happening so slowly. I think in wrestling, and you know something, it's kind of hypocritical for me to say this because a lot of times we bitch in wrestling that things are going too fast. This is the way the IWC is. We're never satisfied. And I think I, I have that virus myself. Because if it's going too goddamn fast, I'll bitch. If it's going too slow, I'll bitch. That's not fair to the product in a way. But they are moving at a snail's pace. It sped up a little bit with the addition of Abyss. But some of the storylines I really want to see them move ahead with is AJ Styles, obviously. I want to see them move ahead with Matt Morgan. And the schmaz ending to the number one contender match for the tag titles tonight, that's something that bothered me. It, it honestly did. And the, the reason it bothered me is, again, it's just adding another week. What's going to happen next week? I, I'm assuming a rematch. What else are you going to do? You know, I really would love to see my boys. I'm never going to hide this. I fucking love bad influence. I've told you guys this a million times. I think promo-wise and even in-ring, they are the best tag team in the business right now. Chavo and Hernandez, they're a good team wrestling-wise, but they don't they don't do anything to really pique my interest. Chavo, probably one of the nicest guys. You know, JJ even spoke a while ago about how he and, and his daughter met Chavo. And he's a great guy, a stand-up guy. And, you know, that's great. But he ain't the best promo in the world. Neither is Hernandez. I would like to see a team like Bad Influence or even, you know, even Rude and Aries, although I think that's going to run its course pretty quickly soon, too. But I like to see a team with a little bit more personality, a little bit more flair. And those are the guys to do it. But again, if you really look at it, other than those three teams, what tag team division do you really have right now? What tag division is there in TNA? That's your tag division. You know, these three teams, that's it. How many times are you going to see the same teams go at it? To be said also, in the knockouts, you know, tonight they did a little something to shake up the knockouts, which I like. I like Gail Kim attacking Tara. I'm wondering if we might get a double turn out of this. We have Tara turn face. Everyone's talking about the Mickey James heel turn. 
we shall see but right now guys I'm gonna take a commercial break and I'll be right back the phone lines and emails will still be open so I'll see you in a minute with more TNA chat live on the SNS radio network His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... J.J. The most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library, and it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, wrestling fans. Do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? 
Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. What's up, guys and gals? This is Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and actually, yes, that is his name, on the open book. Every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, you'll catch us doing video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at snsradionetwork.com. Come check us out. And now, back to TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. All right, guys, back with more TNA Chat Live here on the SNS Radio Network. You know, it makes me wonder why Aces and Eights doesn't use that version of their song. I happen to find that. I kind of like it. I like it with the words. I'm wondering why. Maybe if it was used at some point, I don't remember it. But right now, they're still using the instrumental version. But when I first heard that, I thought it was rather cool. So I used it. A little bit of TNA news. Uh, We went over some of this last night. But one thing that happened was somebody tweeted Eric Bischoff. You know... Hey, man, you know, when are you going to get back and be an on-air character? And Eric tweeted, not going to happen, officially retired from that role, meaning his on-air role. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if I believe it. You know, Eric Bischoff, it's been a while. You know, I don't know what his role will be in the future, if he's still working for TNA. But we do have a caller. Good evening. Welcome to TNA Chat Live. Who's this? Hey, what's up, Brock, man? It's Terrence, man. What's going on, man? What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Uh, you know, just decided to drop your line, man. You know, the last four weeks of impact are putting me to sleep, you know, right right around the main event because it's been so boring. But tonight the show was pretty good, so I was able to stay up and uh, decided to give you my opinion on the show and in the, the last few weeks, you know, what's been going on with TNA. All right, man, we'll break it down. Well, uh, first of all, before I get to the show, man, uh, I, you know, I got into a couple, uh, got a couple of Twitter messages from Dixie Carter this week. Uh, you know, I basically, you know, rambled to her that the product really stunk, that I wouldn't be ordering Slammiversary because uh, they put Sting in the main event. And so she, uh, you know, messaged me back and, you know, it was her, you know, saying that uh, a lot of change is going to come and uh, you'll be surprised at what's going to happen. Sorry, you're not going to order the show. I know you're a diehard. And, you know, I was getting into it with her about the ratings and stuff. Look at the ratings, why you keep going to the same old 
program with Hogan and Sting, giving them more airtime than uh, all the other guys. And she sort of, you know, answered the questions back, but she took some offense to it, saying that, you know, you guys, you know, we're trying to develop guys, but I'm not seeing that. But just to make a long story short, man, it's just that, you know, it's just Dixie is just caught up in, you know, the pops that Hogan and Sting gets from these fans, and she assumed that they're over. But if you look at the ratings of the last four or five weeks, man, they have been hovering around a 1.0. And if you're on any other network besides maybe Spike TV, man, you get counseled with 1.0. So if she don't look at those numbers and with Spike going into a different direction now, getting more uh, original programming and some scripted programming to try to change the network, they may roll TNA up out of there, and they may not have a home. Because if you look at the salaries that they're spending on Hogan, Sting, Hardy, uh, Angle, and, and others, it, it's not it's not a cheap change. And to get a 1.0, and you're justifying that you know the product is in good shape because you're going on a road now. I don't think those numbers factor in the big problem that you're not drawing anybody, no matter who you bring in, no matter who you steal from the WWE, no matter which legend you try to roll out there you still hover around the same fan base that you've sort of cultivated for the last, uh, I guess, 10 years. So to that respect, there's no growth there. As you know, I am a diehard, but I must call them out because I do spend money on a product. I go to see the product when they're close here, and I spend my money online with them and everything. But to get another main event with Sting in it, where you could take this opportunity to say, okay, we're going to let Magnus roll with the ball to try to get him over. But instead, we roll 53-year-old Sting out there again, a guy that all he does is a splash, a backdrop, and the uh, Scorpion. That's all he does. I'm tired of that. And it really upset me when I spent $34.99 on that pay-per-view. So it's just the fact that Tina is not going forward. I remember, I think I was like 10 years old, remember going to the D.C. Army, seeing Sting and Rob- Robocop called Capital Combat, The Return of Robocop. Now I'm 32 years old, and Sting is still in main events. That doesn't make sense. you got to turn the clock. If they use Sting like The Undertaker, I can understand it, where he goes off and waits for six months and then comes back. I can understand that. But to use him as a featured guy and, and, and tell us that he could be aces and eight up with guys like Samoa Joe, Magnus, guys you got in development, a young hot guy like Jay Bradley that you don't give a chance to, you can elevate these guys in the storyline. That's what you do with a major storyline. It's not to get the guys over in that particular group. You try to elevate guys outside that group so you can build challenges, champions, and contenders, something that the ACLA storyline hasn't done. And just like you said earlier, it's dragging too long, man. It's like when you try to ask that girl out, man, and you just keep asking her, asking her, and she say, no, no, no. It's just dragging out so long. And they got to put an end to it. And we thought the payoff was uh, lockdown. That was not the payoff. That was just the the evolving of the story to keep it going. So to that fact, man, we're hearing Hogan beat Russell at Bound for Glory for the title because he wants to be TNA champion. Is that what we want to pay for? I mean, it, it's just real strange the direction they're going in. Now, don't get me wrong. The show was good tonight. But just because you had, you know, you struck out the last 26 weeks and you hit a home run tonight, it doesn't get you off the hook. It was a good show, but still, it's still the same TNA. They still can't book. And I think by them doing back-to-back takers on the same night, that hurts them 
because they're not able to put together a different product for the next week. They just put together a lot of repackaged items, and they bring out the same wrestlers. For them to succeed with the back-to-back tapings, you must be a completely different taper where you do guys you didn't show the week before, and then you carry this, the, uh, the main part from the live show two weeks later, and you continue from that point. And I think that's what's killing them. But then again, it's just TNA just doesn't have the creative staff to get them over, bro. What you think? Well, see, what you got to remember when you, when you talk to Dixie Carter is this. And this has been, I think, the main criticism that she's gotten. I, I give her credit for truly being a nice lady and somebody who does respond to people. But here's the deal. She's not a wrestling mind. Now, when you go back, and I'm going to use WCW for this model. Where did WCW's money come from? Ted Turner. But Ted... Ted was smart enough to say, you know what? I don't know jack shit about wrestling. So I'm going to make sure I have people like, first you had guys like Bill Watts who was in there. You know, yeah. he was the be-all, end-all. That was it. You know, he was he made the decisions. And then, of course, you had Eric Bischoff, which no matter how much shit the IWC gives Eric Bischoff, you can't deny the fact that if it wasn't for him, that product would not have become what it became. Dixie needs to have, and I don't know, you see the, the thing with TNA, is it Bischoff, is it Hogan? I think there needs to be one person where she just sits back and says, look, if you look at a guy, you know, years ago there was the Heyman watch where we all thought they were going to hire Heyman, you had Russo for a while. She needs to find that guy and sit back and say, you know what? You tell me what you need. I'll write the checks. Whatever you say to do, I'm going to do because you know about the product. I mean, it'd be like me winning the lottery and saying, well, I'm going to sponsor this. Uh, I'm going to sponsor this rocket scientist. Well, I might sponsor him, but I'm not going to tell him how to build rockets because you know what, Terrence? I have no fucking idea how it's done. Yeah. Well, I, I think you, you, you're right on point with that because you don't know if it's Tom Pritchard. You don't know if he's scared of Holden. If Holden has a final call, you know, Bischoff is still there. Uh, you got, you know, a couple other writers in the back. Uh, you know, so it's a lot of intricate parts back there. But they need that one guy with, yes, no, we're not going to put this. We're not going to shove Robbie E. We're not going to shove Rob Terry and, you know, all these bums down people's throat. We're going to give you hard action. And I think that's where they fall on that because for some reason, Rob Terry gets more airtime than some more Joe. I mean, I, I just don't understand that. So they got to get away from putting guys on TV that's not ready for TV, guys that shouldn't be on TV. They got to get rid of the comedy. They got to get rid of the bullshit finishes. You know, half finishes. You know, everybody don't have to hit it with a hammer, man. You don't have to slip on a banana peel every time. So I think once you eliminate that and you get to the core to say, this is what we are. You know, we're not WWE retaining that. You know, we have straight finishes. You know, we're going to have good matches. And we're going to evolve from that. We, we want to get rid of the slip, slip on a banana peel. And I think they got to get that one guy that's in charge. And I don't know if they can get Heyman again, try, give him everything that he wants. If it's getting rid of Hogan, fine. Get him rid of thing, fine. Fight an ass on national TV. Do that. But you got to get somebody in there that's going to say, hey, this how I'm running it. I'm calling the shots. I don't want this guy. I don't want this guy. Let me develop some guys. Let me develop them in Ohio Valley or whatever. Let me send some guys over to Japan. Let me do what I need to do 
if you just sit back and watch the money come in, but I don't think she she's too much of a nice woman, for one. It's not her money, per se. It's her family money. So she's pretty much just doing what she wants to do, but at the same time, she doesn't have that killer instinct like McMahon that would say, okay, well, we'd have had enough of you, you're fired. She's just too nice, and a lot of decisions, as we've seen in the past, she fired the wrong people. They released the wrong talent, like Jay Eastman. Why he's not there, but Rob Perry's there. So she's got to get a better business acumen, and she's got to find somebody that she can trust and believe in, not somebody who's just there to get a paycheck to relive some glory, like Hogan, like Sting, like Bischoff. Guys, it's just there simply for a paycheck to elevate their next uh, endeavors. That's all they're there for. They're not there for TNA. They're there for themselves. Well, I mean, you know what it is, the problem, I don't necessarily see, it's the way they're used. You mentioned Sting, you mentioned Hogan. I wouldn't have so much of a problem with them there if they weren't the main guys involved in storylines. I mean, it's like, if you if you flip the switch and look at WWE, at some point, you've had guys like, all right, Triple H is around once in a while, and most of the time he puts people over. Now, with Brock Lesnar, it doesn't matter because Brock is a mainstay as well. The two of them can go at it all they want. But Shawn Michaels, a year or two before he retired, what did he do? He started putting people over. You know, Jericho. Jericho's putting over fucking Fandango. And that's, that's what... When you start getting to the twilight of your years, you shouldn't be the main event, but you should be the guy who's putting these young guys over. Oh, shit. You know, this uh, man, who could you pick? You know, some some young new talent beat Sting. You know, Sting shakes his hand at the end and said, says, good job, kid. Gives him a hug, you know, gives it a huge rub. But if you look at tonight, look at all the guys who were involved in the main event tonight. You look at Bully Ray. He's been fucking around forever. D'Lo's been around forever. Hogan, obviously, he's been around forever. Sting. You Tonight, there was really no young talent you know, shown. They're not even doing gut check. They haven't done a gut check recently. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, you know, Magnus, he tweeted out before he, uh, after he was announced to be in the main event, oh, yeah, I'm being in the main event, and then I was like, it's not going to happen, you know, he gets attacked. And Magnus is a guy that he remember early in his career, you know, I mean, he held the tag team titles, you know, the uh, New Japan tag team titles, and he was all but ready, you know, to go to that next level. And then he put him on ice. And this is a guy that, if he was in WWE, Brock, I really think he would probably be right around the top tier, itching to be world champion. But in TNA, he's so far on the outside where every time you see him about to reach the ceiling, they, you know, they knock him off the ladder. And this is a guy that he's only about, what, 25 years old. He's been in the business about seven years. And TNA just don't want to elevate him. And they did a good job last year with Austin Aries. But besides Austin Aries, man, who in recent years has TNA really elevated to the point that you say they've done a good job? They really haven't. TNA is the only organization that I know can turn a superstar to a jobber where the WWE can turn a jobber into a superstar. So TNA has got to get better. Like you say, Sting has got to pass that torch. There's no way he should be getting 500K a year. He doesn't draw. I get a lot of slack on Twitter because I tell people Sting doesn't draw. You look at last week's number, they got a 1.0. And that's sad. He was in the main event. But everybody says he draw. He will sell tickets for Boston. No, he's not. Sting was never really a huge draw, and a lot of people get upset at that. 
But Sting was put in good positions against Ric Flair. He was put in good positions with Hogan. But Sting was really never a money draw. He's just been so iconic over the years being never went to the WWE. But he's not a draw. And I think if people get that out of their head and see really see what's going on before TNA turned into another WCW, they will get Dixie here and it, this stuff will stop going on. No disrespect to Sting. He is a legend, but it's time for him to pass the torch. Like you say, Shawn Michaels has done, Triple H has done, Undertaker, various other guys in the industry, Mick Foley, but Sting just doesn't get it. Well, I mean, what what I would love to see Sting do, and, and again, you know, it's not my business. It's his life. It's his career. But I would love to see Sting bow out. And, and you know, you've got guys like the Trey Dog. I know Trey is, you know, the biggest Sting mark on the planet. I'd love to see him a year, a year and a half in WWE. You know, put him in there. You know, have that legendary WrestleMania match that everyone's foaming at the mouth to see with Sting versus Taker. You know, that would work and finish up in WWE, even if it's briefly. You know, Hogan, I, it was like tonight. I sat there when Hogan was trying to say, I'll be the third guy. I was like, no, if they do yeah. this, I'm not even going to do a show. I was like, please. I didn't have too much of a problem with Abyss at the end. I marked out for that. I like that. I'm hoping he stays Abyss. I hope they don't do some shit where he's like both characters. Joseph Park was, you know, funny for a while. But I'm done with him. I'm, I'm glad he's back to be an abyss. And what it did was it threw a little swerve where I'm, I'm wondering where they're going to go with this. So that's a good thing because it's got me thinking. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got some big cards they can play, but it's, it's just do you have the confidence of that creative staff finding what they're going to do with AJ, what they're going to do with Abyss, and how they're going to close this Aces and Eight chapter. We haven't seen Brooke in a couple of weeks, so... We don't know, you know, where that's going at for her and Bully's divorce. So they got a lot of different things that they got to bring some closure to. Uh, it's good that they're trying to do something with Chris Saban. Uh, the tag team picture, man, is just real murky. I didn't like the finish of that tonight. I think Rude and Ernst is better as singles guys. They're more of a comedy act. They're making them out to be in the tag team. But they got a lot of question marks, man. And I think what really would help them if they brought some fresh faces in, I don't know if you bring the gut check guys in, sort of like an NXT angle, you know, destroying people, forming a group, or you bring the guys that got kicked off in and, you know, do something. But they need they need a spark, man. They need something that'll make people talk about them, and not just for one week. You know, I always throw the Batista card out there. You know, maybe they can give him a Randy Couture-type deal where they give him a TV show and other products. You know, something, but they need a spark, man. I hear Stone Cold is going to out to the WWE. I mean, they got to think of outside the box, Bronx. They got to get something where the whole, as you say, IWC is talking about them, where everybody is saying, shit, look what TNA did. Unbelievable. And it's not King Mo, that's my man, I respect him, but King Mo is not going to bring an itch to TNA. So they got to go for that home run, man. It's not Christian, but they got to go for a big name, and they got to do it now because they really don't have nothing that hooks you week to week, and they need that one thing. And I know they thought Aces of Eight was going to be at. It's okay, but they don't have the the figures in Aces of Eight that you need. It's too much same guys or it's plain WWE rehab guys or it's Jared Bischoff and West Briscoe that can't wrestle. So they need that one big signature move that, like like we say, will 
what everybody would talk about. And if it's Batista, I don't care. If you got to give up $2 million, hell, Fight TV, open up the wallet. But they need that one big boom that can get them over the top. But the thing about it, they got to have the right people in place to make it work. Well, I mean, it was like, you know, when WCW was, I keep going back to WCW because it was the only big second, and that's the model I'm using. They brought in WWE guys, but look at who they brought. Razor mm -hmm. Ramon, Diesel. Those were guys who in the WWE, X-Pac, those were guys who in the WWE were top guys. They were, they, they, they weren't past their prime. They were stars that they brought. I mean, could you imagine some shit? And again, this isn't going to happen. It's just me being stupid. But imagine John Cena or Randy Orton or f fucking Sheamus showing up on Impact. My contract expired. Yeah. That would be something. But when you bring in guys like Doc and, and D'Lo. And let me tell you right now. I, I like D'Lo. I respect D'Lo. He was, he's always, he was always a cool guy in WWE. But at the end of the day, when you brought him in, he was already, and this is a little bit harsh, but I can't think of another word. He was forgotten. Mm. You know, when they brought in Jeff Hardy, that was a big deal at the time. But the problem was they brought him in when he was in a legal battle and he did fuck up. And I'm proud of the guy that, that he, you know, straightened himself out. They brought in Matt Hardy. He fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, man, it's like they brought in the two guys, Mr. Anderson, WWE never built him up to the point. You know, if they had done that angle where Mr. Anderson had become the son of Vince McMahon, ran with that for a few months, and then he left and went to TNA, it would have been a big deal. But when he went to TNA... He was known as Mr. Injury. Yeah. But with that said, man, I need to ask you something, Terrence. Did you send me an email tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. That was me. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to skip that email. I figured that's your email, Addy. So being we spoke, I'll skip that one because we basically covered everything you needed to say. I knew that was you, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One more thing, man. About about, the, about them going to nine to eleven, man. I think that may throw some people off because it's supposed to be only maybe a temporary move for the summer. Uh, since Bellator is going on hiatus, they're going to move them to Bellator to Wednesday night to uh, tie in their new Fight Master show. Then, so the TNA move may only last through September. Uh, I don't know why Spike TV is playing with the show right now. Uh, just just very strange. I think TN. I think this is a test for TNA to. See if they can pick up some new numbers, man, with this move. Because, like I said earlier, man, I think they're on borrowed time, man. I think they only signed a two-year extension with last year, so they would only have one more year left on that deal. So I think their numbers got to go up. If not, man, they're going to sink or swim. And and I think I know we talked about this like a month ago that there's no networks out there that's clamoring for wrestling unless it's WWE. So TNA don't approve them numbers, man. TNA may be out 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 of a shop, man. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what other shows do on on Spike. I mean, there were some shows on Spike I used to watch. I mean, Thousand Ways to Die, Mansers, I always thought was kind of stupid. I mean, I'm, I would think that they're still the highest rated show. But again, <laughs> that's really not a great sign for Spike TV. You know, because if, if TNA is your highest rated show with a 1.01 or whatever they're doing. And, of course, you've got some weeks where 
it's you know even a point nine. And, and what what's interesting, Terrence, is even the WWE is starting to do lower ratings. I mean, I know the weather's getting better and shit, but what what I always say, I wish I had gotten into doing radio ten years ago. I mean, you would you would have nights where fucking Nitro and Raw together, if you added them up, would do like a freaking fourteen rating. Mm-hmm. Wrestling and that was football season. Fuck yeah, you know wrestling ain't what it used to be. And I'll say I think the WWE's been decent, but I I I, I think we're in a, a decline for the pro wrestling business right now. It's a shame. It's not the greatest time in the world to be a wrestling fan. Hopefully it improves. I don't know, you know, what has changed. It's changed very dramatically, but man. You know, uh, it changed because Ted Turner's money's not in the game anymore, man. Like you said earlier, man, Ted was able to reach out with his pocketbook and get the top stars. Where when these guys in WWE top stars contract expire, they're not looking to go to TNA. They know they're not going to get that million dollar payday down there. So they, they're not, you know, insecure about you know, one of them big-name guys jumping ship. I mean, unless a guy gets arrested for something bad or, you know, it's his fourth or fifth drug violation, that's the only way they're going to go to TNA. But unless, like I say, TNA going to open up that pocketbook with Spike TV to lure one of them big names when their deal is up, you know, you'll get a Christian, you'll get a second-tier or third-tier guy, but they're not going to get one of those top-ten guys there at all. I, I don't see that happening. They will have to really back the Brinks truck up or put a blank check on the table and say, fill it in. It's, it's no way that they can get that guy, and that's the reason why WWE doesn't fit, uh, fear them. Man. They they gotta open up the wallet. You can't keep getting second tier, third tier guys and thinking that's going to happen. They got Jeff Hardy. They they was lucky. They got Kurt Angle. They were lucky, but to get a big guy that they got up there, they gotta back the Brinks truck up, man. They gotta say F Sting, F Hogan. We're going to put one point five on the table for this guy, and we're going all in. Until they do that, man, you know, they're going to continue to be a 1.0, 1.2 company, and you, you don't cut it like that. You look at numbers of reality shows getting, you know, 2, 3 million people a week. Some some reality shows get 4 million people a week, and TNA can't even scratch 4 million. I think since Impact has been on, man, they, they've only got 2 million fans twice, and that was the debut show with Hogan and them and Jeff Hardy, that big show, and, and, and another show, I think, a year ago. So the, the ratings are not there. And until they go out, and like I say, man, Batista's just sitting there. They can tie him in with a Kingmo deal like Bellator and stuff and, and a Couture deal and get him. And, 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 and all you got to do is a couple super fights with Batista. I don't know, bring in Goldberg, do something. But they got to do something until they open up the wallet and get rid of all that dead weight and, and, and throw five bills at Paul Heyman when his deal is up. They're just going to be a, just an also-ran company. And I love TNA, man, but... Just the facts and the reality is what it is. And you see it on the Internet. You see it on the blog sites. Everybody trashes TNA because they're up, they're down, they're in the toilet, they're in the sink. I mean, that's what they are, man. You know, they, they, they're like the Miami Marlins, man. They can't sell out. They can't draw. And if they do get a good player, they, they trade them away. And that's, that's TNA all day long, baby. Yeah, I got to agree, man. But thanks for the call, man. You know, you make some good points. Let's see, man. I'll keep watching. And like I said, when the time slot changes... Uh, there, there will still be a place on this network. I'll make sure of it where we can talk some TNA. But, you know, I, I'm really kind of pissed about this change because I don't think an hour is really going to make a difference. But we'll have to wait and see. All right, brother. I'll talk to you next week, man. All right. Take care, man. All right, bro.
All right, man. Terrence calling in, and he makes some good points. You know, throwing money at guys, it, it depends if they want to go to TNA. I mean, that's, you know, that's the big deal. You know, building interest, and I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it's it, it's getting hard, harder and harder for me. I mean, I, I want to still stay a TNA fan because at the end of the day, I don't want to restrict myself to WWE. I do want something different, but I want something different that's good. Um, I'll, You know what, guys? I'll take one more phone call if someone wants to call in. If not, I'm going to start wrapping things up. I don't have any emails. You know, let's, let's see where this whole thing with Abyss goes. And, you know, I, I'm hoping... I'm hoping that better heads prevail and we don't see a scenario where Hogan does win that title. That that does absolutely nothing. I'm hoping that somebody in the company is going to say no, or even Hogan himself. When you're dealing with those egos, we might even see a scenario where Sting wins the title. That wouldn't piss me off as much as Hogan winning it, but still, I don't know. It's getting hard, man. It's getting hard to keep trying to be positive. Tonight, thank goodness, was better. You know, it's better than it's been. Not by much, but, you know, any little improvement we can get, we got to hope for. I mean, it's just, you know, let's... I tell you to stay tuned, man, but they keep disappointing. And I do have a caller on the line for the second night in a row. Train, what's up, buddy? Hey, Bronx, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Hey, uh, well, I wanted to call up and mention something um, after hearing uh, Terrence's call. Uh, tonight we saw that they're already starting to, to put out that the Bound for Glory series is going to be coming back. And from what we're seeing, they're supposedly supposed to be utilizing four of the winners of the Gut Check series to be having a fatal four-way match, which it sounds like is going to be next week, for one of them to be entered into the Bound for Glory series to compete against some of the regular roster guys. Um, do you think that despite whoever wins this, do you think it's really going to get a, a, a good amount of buzz for people to be in, invested in whoever winds up winning this match? No, because you, you haven't, you, you haven't really done enough with these gut check guys to make me care. I mean, it's sad, but true. You know, you, you would, you would have had to have been doing more with them for me to care. I mean, who could you, you know, who's going to get in there the, the thing is, if, if what you're saying is right, that's interesting because then, hmm, that, that puts a monkey wrench in Hogan possibly winning the title. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which nobody wants to see. You know, Sting winning the title, if it's for two weeks, okay. But again, I, you know, I don't want to see Sting with a lengthy title run. I got nothing against Sting. But, you know, again, I just I just want to see them, you know, the gut check has been a joke because they're underestimating how knowledgeable people are about the indie scene. 
And when you bring in a guy who's been kicking ass on the Indies for seven years and you say, oh, well, he's a rookie. I mean, come on. Well, one thing that I'm, I'm wondering is that whoever wins it, depending on, you know, how they how they do in the series. Because uh, I, I know with Bound for Glory, it's always that they have the matches like based on points, depending on how you win or even how you lose. Do you think that with the winner, maybe there's, I'm pretty sure that considering the four people that are in there, they're not going to be having them, you know, having a shot to perhaps get the title shot at a, at Bound for Glory this year. But do you think they might be doing sort of, sort of what we saw at the beginning of the year in the Royal Rumble um, with Bo Dallas and Wade Barrett? Like they might have one of these guys, you know, kind of get a big win or kind of pull one over on one of the of the high up guys in TNA. Like maybe kind of have a r- little rivalry going with. I don't know, say one of the one of the top heels, like they they beat them in like a qualifying match, maybe by like a submission and get like ten points on them or something. Well, it's possible, but you know, again, well, you know, though I, I have to kind of go back and retract what I said because there, I keep forgetting there is a lot of time. I mean, shit, it's May. You're talking October, June, July, August, September. You're talking four, four and a half months that you have time to build that up. So maybe they can, within that time span, get me interested in one of these guys. You know, we'll have to see. But I I get what you're saying. I just, I, I don't like the fact that, you know, every week, it's like, again, you know, I can miss, or I would have been pissed if I missed the show tonight because of the abyss thing at the end. That was a decent surprise. But like I keep saying, the problem with Impact is you can miss two, three, four weeks, turn it right back on, and you know what's going on because not much shit has changed. Hell, they'll let you know at the beginning of Impact what you missed in the last two months. <laughs> well, then again, they sort of do that on uh on Raw and SmackDown also, but I, I get what you're saying there. Um, I don't know. It, it, it seems I'm kind of curious how long they're still going to have the whole gut check thing going. I mean, there hasn't been anything major with it. I don't think since they even did the change up of having the two guys competing, you know, com- wrestling against each other. I mean, I think it's, I think it's coming up in a few weeks that it's going to be like, one year or it's already been one year that they've been having the whole gut check thing happen. I'm wondering how long they're going to actually keep it going. Cause I know they still got people, I guess in those, in those brackets or polls or whatever for who people want to vote for to see compete on there. Um, I just, I just like to see a little bit more done with it. Like actually see some proper people go through because I know with the past couple of ones, there've been some very questionable calls and, you know, I know that's, that's, that's kind of a lot to do with TNA, but you know, it just seems a shame that there have been a lot of guys that I've seen that, you know, I'm, I'm disappointed they passed up on. What I would do is I'd bring in the Rock's doctor and say, we got a new gut check. I checked the Rock's guts. They were fucked up. I fixed them. I'm the new guy. It's late. I'm just, I'm just throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it sticks. I mean, they've made it such a joke, the gut check, and I think they know that, and that's kind of why it's faded out. Open fight night's another thing that I, I've liked, and it seems like that's kind of fading away. Gut check, I was never too big a fan of, but I did like open fight night, I'll admit it, and that's something I think they should keep up, but I don't, I don't see any open fight nights in the future right now. 
Well, before that was they had the whole gut check thing on the open fight night, if if I recall correctly, and that was that was also that was what was lumped in with I think what one champion got called out, and they were doing the whole you know differential about who would be facing them, and obviously we also know that was back when they had the whole you know the TV title will be defended every week. Yes, how many eons ago was that 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 rule kind of you know just disappeared in the thin air? Well, that that title to me, and I hate to say it, is completely. It's the most. Wow, it's the most worthless title in the wrestling industry right now. You know, a title that a guy wins in a gymnasium making twenty five dollars a night means more to me than that belt. They've totally taken a complete and utter shit on that belt. I don't care about it one bit, you know, and I won't care about it until it, it, it's a belt that in by its very creation was designed to be defended on TV every week. And it's not, they completely dropped the ball with that shit. I don't, I don't know. I, I still don't get why it's not. I mean, it's by, by all rights, it should be your mid card title. That was essentially the whole reason why they had it. I mean, we they, they had the X Division limited to the weight thing, so, you know, it's for the lighter guys now. That belt should be your mid-card title. And un- unless I'm thinking back to maybe, no, not even not even lockdown, I honestly cannot remember the last time that belt was defended. Yeah, me neither. You know, that's some shit I'd have to look up. I mean, and that's bad. You know, it should be something. And a lot of companies have had TV titles. But the whole premise behind it is it's defended on, here's a concept, TV. And it's not. It's not a pay-per-view title. It's a TV title. And And you're right. And actually, the fact that they've got only four regular pay-per-views going on, that's even more of a reason to capitalize on it. I mean, you've got this. That's one way you could elevate the title more. I mean, with, with what, only four Regular pay-per-views, lockdown, slammiversary, bound for glory, and uh, whichever one they still have. I mean, I would think that considering after um, after slammiversary, if there's another main pay-per-view in between then or bound for glory, or if the other pay-per-view is after bound for glory, considering that's June to October, which is about four months, that is a lot of time you could be using to build that title back up to put more focus on it to make it realize make you realize that the person holding that is going to be on TV each week and is going to be defending that title. Yeah, no doubt. You know what? I got to take uh, one second because I, I forgot who's on the line with me. Christy, Christy, who's this? Okay, we've got Ashley on the line. Christy Hemi just told me who's on the line. So, Ashley, it's it's great to have you on here. <laughs> Did you see that shit tonight? <laughs> I believe you're talking about the uh, tag team match, the little slip up. Yeah, it's like, and coming down the aisle, Bad Influence. And I'm like, did Bad Influence get new music? And then I see it's Aries and fucking Rude. I'm like, the fuck? And she tries to laugh it off, and I mean, come on, girl. You know, if that shit would have happened in the WWE, she they would have paused the show to send someone out to fire her. <laughs> you know, when you said Ashley right now, I was expecting to hear a British voice come on right now. No, when I when you when you post you actually posted that I was about maybe a half hour still behind on 
the recording of Impact, and then I saw you post that on a Facebook thing, and I immediately went live and just played that back, and I was like, wow. And even just the look on Aerie's face alone was hilarious. It, 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 like I posted, it, re- it reminded me of uh, the report we heard about uh, Lillian Garcia doing that last year when there was some match, I, I think, involving Swagger, and she introduced it, or she, I, yeah, it was Swagger, and she introduced him as Zack Ryder, I mean, I'm pretty sure we, yeah, we never saw that, but wow, that is a heck of a flub right there. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do live TV, I mean, come on. I, I mean, oh, look, it was a mistake. It could happen to any of us. It's happened to me on the air, but I mean, <laughs> I just. And, and then when she went and corrected herself, she was trying to laugh it off, and then she goes, "Well, uh, now coming down the aisle is," uh, and she didn't even call him bad influence. She was so stymied that she actually, you know, said Daniels and Kaz. Oh, no, no, no. She actually did include. She said, oh, my God. I think you and her are kind of on a wavelength. She didn't she didn't just say bad influence. I swear to God, she said the bad influence. Well, see, and and that's something I brought up before you came on the show. I think I (laughs) I think it's great if we just call you, you know, we got the Ryback. We've got the bad influence. I think I'm going to dub you the L train. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of, of the Brian Kendrick, but then I'm also remembering Ezekiel Jackson was with him. So I think I might I might be a little bit closer to Ezekiel Jackson than Brian Kendrick for uh, certain reasons. Yeah, and you know what? It bothers me that D'Lo Brown, I mean, like I said, man, why has it got to be the brother? I mean, come on. He's got to clean the bikes now and fucking, <laughs> I mean, that that's racist. I, I, you know, all right, we got D-Lo, but I mean, Devon, Devon. There we go. I wish I had the buzzer. It's getting late, it's getting late. But <laughs> I, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to use they all look alike as an excuse. But, I was waiting for it. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's almost like, you know, I, I'm wondering where they're going with D-Lo and all this, if he's going to end up screwing them over. I mean, shit, they, they they took his jacket, then they took his shirt. You better make sure we have cold beers. I mean, you know, come on. Like I said, I think w- what would be cool is if at some point, even if it's a little further down the road, we have Bully have to submit in a match. And then everyone say, hey, wait a minute. You know, you shit all over D'Lo for doing that. You're the president. Well, yeah, like you're saying, it, it could be the... By by having him, you know, remove his cut as as uh, aces and ace vest, that they that bully kind of inadvertently may have made D'Lo the mole about maybe he's going to be the one to try and maybe usurp the the leadership of the group from bully, like maybe he might be trying to see which guys are siding with him and you know kind of like have a a little self destruction in between the whole group. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day. Anderson's going to be a part of that because you notice it was like tonight. Bully's about to to do something with that hammer, and Anderson's like, "Oh no, wait a minute!" He's always that guy who wants to put his freaking you know his his stink on things, and every time Bully's about to do something, who's there to you know change shit up? It's Anderson. So I think that's going to be something too. But train. I got to go, man. We're running over. I appreciate it, man. Hey, no problem. And for everybody listening, be sure to listen to TNA Chat Live next week with the power, Andy Knowles. Oh, damn, damn. My, my bad, man. It's the Bronx father, Tony Mirabella. I apologize. 
Christy, get the fuck out. <laughs> Go home. I'll talk to you later, bro. Take care, man. All right, guys, that's going to do it. Uh, interesting tonight, you know. I'll be around for a few more weeks with TNA Chat Live. Let's see what they do. Make sure you check out all the shows here on the network. Uh, tomorrow night, the open book. Once again, it will be at 10 p.m. Eastern with uh, Sean and Ashley. Please check that out. Um, over the weekend, you've got all your podcasts, the Elite Force podcast, Running the Ropes. There was no uh, podcast this week. Unfortunately, they're having some technical errors. It seems like that's going around nowadays. And um, But, you know, beyond the bell, just go to snsradionetwork.com. Check it out. Uh, keep up to date with what's going on with WNL. Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly 100% what's going on right now, but just keep it up. We, you know, I don't know if there's going to be a show Tuesday. Trey said there wouldn't be. We will have to see. We'll give you clarification on that as soon as we possibly can. Crelly was supposed to call in tonight to give me some news, but I guess he fell asleep being it's like four fucking a.m. there. But that's OK. I understand. We're all busy, man. But thank you all for tuning in as always. Thanks for being in the chat room. Thanks for the callers we've had. And I'll catch you guys again next week. Same time, same channel. Let's say a prayer, man, you know, and hope that TNA can do something. Because as of right now, it's like, well, we shall see. It, it, it's getting hard. It's getting a little harder every week to keep talking about TNA because they need to do something. But have a great weekend, guys. Be safe. Be careful. And, you know, just keep watching TNA. What else can I say, man? Good night, everyone. This is TNA Chat Live on the SNS Radio Network. I'm going to bed.